Welcome to Future of Risk, presented by Zurich North America. A look at the changing risk and resilience landscape with insights on the challenges facing businesses today and tomorrow. Hello, my name is David Hilgen, and today we're going to talk about golf. Golf, it's a four-letter word that produces four-letter words from me every time I play. But today we'll be focusing on a much longer word, sustainability. I'll be speaking with Luke Farabaugh. Luke is the general manager of TPC Louisiana, a premier PGA Tour golf course in Avondale, Louisiana, and host of the Zurich Classic of New Orleans since 2005. Zurich Classic has helped to raise millions for local charities, along with Four Kids Foundation. Zurich has helped raise more than $18 million for over 40 charities that serve thousands of children in need in the southeastern Louisiana re region. Today, uh, with Luke, we're going to learn more about TPC Louisiana. We're going to hear about how the golf course has made sustainability a priority. And then we're going to find out a thing or two about Luke's golf game. Luke, welcome to the podcast. David, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Luke, the Zurich Classic is back in 2021, having been canceled by COVID last year. It must have been hard to go without this great event. How did uh, you all cope with the cancellation and what are you looking forward to? Yeah, no question. It was a, a unique time for us and obviously the world. Uh, the golf course uh, between the 2018 and 2019 Zurich Classic, the golf course will actually closed down for six months to do a complete regressing um, exercise where we literally stripped off uh, 35 acres of turf from the fairways, regrassed all the greens, uh, and was closed from literally the day after the tour event in 2018, um, I'm sorry, 2019, uh, through October of 2019. So we reopened November 1st. Uh, the golf course was in great condition. Uh, the, the changes, the minor changes that we made to the golf course were no question the local public was enjoying them, giving us rave reviews on them. Um, and then obviously COVID hit uh, it, and it was a tough time for us. So no question. Very thankfully that uh, we were able to continue to operate the golf course. Uh, we did have to, uh, you know, close down indoor seating for a grill for a couple months. Uh, but golfers were allowed to continue to play golf in this marketplace, which is great. I think uh, the local um, leaders recognize that golf being an outdoor sport um, could, uh, you know, allow people to enjoy the outdoors with, you know, social distancing, uh, taking the proper precautions was a very safe avenue for having enjoyment and fun while there was a shelter in place mandate going on in the local marketplace. So uh, we did individual riders in golf carts. Uh, we were obviously escalated and stepped up our uh, sanitation game. Uh, so we were wiping down handrails, uh, registers, telephones, doorknobs, uh, sink dispensers, everything uh, I got. Um, uh, you know, touchless uh, hand sanitizers, just to make really everyone that was visiting the property uh, more uh, comfortable with what they were, you know, their, their environment, as well as to promote 
you know, proper safety. Um, so luckily, again, uh, everyone, we did really well with the pandemic. Uh, we really didn't have a whole lot of cases as far as amongst our staff or membership or local players. Uh, not that I'm aware of. We didn't have one uh, COVID uh, transmission on site. So that's great. Uh, and we played a lot of golf. Uh, normally, we close down for the two weeks of Zurich, uh, one week to prepare, one week to host a tour event. Since we weren't hosting the Zurich Classic in 2020, we continue to play golf. So uh, the local public uh, got a chance to continue to experience our premium conditions, our great golf course, as if the local PGA Tour players were enjoying it as well. So it, it was a, a pretty good time for us uh, as far as getting through a tough situation. Uh, no question, um, we have made some adaptations along the way. Um, you know, with increasing our seating in the grill, we can only have right now 50 diners in the grill. Uh, but still, we're, we're practicing all the extra sanitation, um, social distancing, uh, still taking this virus seriously, but no question being very safe with it. Yeah, that's, that's terrific. I know that outdoor activities have really helped me to maintain my sanity in the in the past year i even in the cold weather here i get out every day so but um luke uh, for a discussion today i, I do want to focus on the sustainability efforts at tpc louisiana uh, sustainability is near and dear to our hearts at zurich and i know that tpc louisiana is dedicated to sustainability first of all give me a lay of the land where is the golf course located. Can you describe the geography, the ecology of the area? How big is the property? I understand there's wetlands there and also a, a wide variety of wildlife. No, great. Uh, the golf course is about 15 miles southwest of New Orleans, really west of New Orleans. Uh, we are about, about two miles west of the Mississippi on as the river kind of gets down to the New Orleans area. It's kind of going east to west or west to east, I should say. So we're actually on the south end or just south of the river. So it is actually a very unique property. Um, it is two to four feet below sea level. Uh, it was carved out of Cypress woodlands. Um, it is about a 300 acre plot of land uh, and was literally Everything was man-made uh, as far as the lakes, uh, the, the golf course. Uh, there was two feet of pump river sand from the Mississippi River that was brought in on site to kind of elevate the turfed areas uh, to develop those areas where they built a great golf course. Uh, it's a peat dye gem. Uh, it's been recognized uh, as one of the top golf courses in the state of Louisiana consistently since we've opened in 2004. Uh, no question, uh, during the Zurich Classic of New Orleans, we get a lot of our wildlife, gets a lot of play, uh, TV time. Uh, no question, the most famous uh, probably alligator in the world, uh, Tripod. It's a three-legged alligator. He's 13 feet long. Uh, but there's roughly probably another 60, 70 alligators on site. They migrate in and out from the local swamps in the area, the canals as well. Uh, but we have many other different wildlife on, on property, you know, raccoons, armadillos, turtles, bald eagles do migrate through the property, cranes, ducks, and many other local species. Um, our superintendent team, uh, agronomy crew, they use this app called iNaturalist, 
And what they do is they, they, they take pictures of the different species of animals that come through here, birds, and they track them um, uh, and basically log they've been on site. Uh, it's a program that is sponsored or spearheaded by the National Geographic, and it helps us, again, identify these species that are visiting our property, and it helps them uh, really track their migration. It's a it's a great program that is really being widely used around the globe. Luke, uh, TPC Louisiana is one of more than a thousand golf courses that is certified by the Audubon Cooperative Sanctuary Program for Golf Courses. It's a nonprofit environmental and certification program. Uh, what does that mean for TPC Louisiana and the local community? And what do you have to do to remain in compliance? So yeah, we're definitely a proud uh, uh, facility and being a part of the Auburn and Cooperative Sanctuary Program. Um, actually Audubon, Mr. Audubon, he was a famous, um, I guess you'd say documentary of the bird species and is famous for draw pictures and drawings of birds in the area and around as he was doing his travels. Uh, there is no question our zoo here is called the Audubon Zoo. Uh, here in local New Orleans, uh, but no, we are no question. We're very focused on being good stewards of the game, uh, protecting the environment, the wildlife, the natural areas that are in around the golf course, um, and then we're constantly working to maintain those area areas to to minimize any potential harmful impacts uh, that our operations uh, could have to those areas. Uh, you need to recertify every couple years. Um, just it's just a good part of the process but no question um you know you want to make sure that you're, you're maintaining all the native areas uh you're making sure that there's uh invasive vegetation doesn't get into those areas uh and you're also trying to plant any local vegetation that could thrive in those areas we try to use only approved fertilizers and chemicals uh that support the environment and uh, work with you know water quality on the property uh, we do our best to repurpose any waste, conserve energy uh, and water uses on property. Um, additionally, our superintendent, Brandon Reese, is, sits on the board of directors for the Louisiana Mississippi Golf Course Superintendents Association. Uh, he is a past president of that association and that association does spearhead environmental best management practices uh, within the state of Louisiana. Uh, they work with representatives from Mississippi and Louisiana, um, also professors from LSU and Mississippi State to develop these best management practices for golf courses and have been published nationally uh, with the Golf Course Superintendents Association of America. And currently that association is trying to adapt with all 50 states of best management guidelines. And that was done at the end of 2020. And it's just basically being good stewards of the game being good stewards of the environment and making sure that we're doing everything possible to limit our, our impact on the, the native areas. It sounds like a lot of work goes into the certification process and being a good steward of the environment, as you, uh, as you mentioned. Um, over the years, you've made some renovations uh, at TPC Louisiana. You mentioned at the beginning, um, uh, and some of those re renovations focused on resilience and 
and sustainability. Can you tell me what you did and how it made an impact? And do you have any uh, plans for future renovations? I referenced earlier uh, the regrassing project. No question, the purpose of that project was to improve turf quality, playing conditions for the Zurich Classic and our, our year-round playing guests. Uh, but there were other many aspects of the project uh, that we had to consider uh, an effort to maintain the integrity of, of the course and desirable shot values uh, that challenge the best players in the, in the world during April, uh, but also installing a superior turf grass uh, that benefits playability, uh, but also overall the environmental it's environmental sustainable. Uh, we chose varieties uh, that are great at defending against pathogens, insect damage, and are suited for this specific environment. Uh, this region, uh, there's years we get 65, 75, and then as many as 95 inches of rain. So uh, you have to have a good turf grass that can, can handle that amount of rain. Um, in turn, uh, we were able to uh, get a species uh, that does require less plant protectant products. It does reduce our environmental impact uh, by having to spray less of these fertilizers and, and chemicals to help nurture growth. Uh, but we can also create a turf stand that is healthier, again, with less fertility and stands up to the daily rigor of a busy facility. Uh, this adds to uh, our, our story of telling the piece of, of what we're doing here annually, uh, not only for our Audubon Cooperative Sanctuary uh, recertification process, but also with our environmental leaders in golf process with the Golf Course Superintendents Association of America. Uh, our submission uh, uh, to the Environmental Institute for Golf, also known as EIFG, um, was also a, an innovative conservation uh, from material used for from the construction, from the renovation process. Um, Again, I referenced earlier how we stripped 35 acres of turf. Uh, instead of, uh, you know, shipping that waste material offsite, we repurposed it into new spectator mounds uh, throughout the golf course. So areas that where spectators generally congregate to watch great golf during the Zurich Classic, we uh, basically elevated those areas by utilizing these waste material um, and literally mounded them up and created nice little native areas so spectators can stand on these elevated mounds to watch, have a better vantage point during the tour event. Um, no question, uh, it also reduced our carbon footprint uh, by having to ship this product to a landfill. Um, and it was a substantial amount of material that would have had to been shipped off. Uh, it was an acre if well, I guess if you had to put it in a in a cubic, um, I guess volume, it was one cubic, uh, uh, basically acre, nine feet deep. So it was it was a substantial amount of material that we repurposed, reharvested, and prevented from filling the landfill. Wow, that sounds like a good use of a uh, earth that you have to move around. Um, Speaking of uh, Earth, uh, Earth Day is April 22nd, uh, which coincides with day one of the four-day Zurich Classic. 
I know it's probably just a coincidence, but it sounds like kismet. Are any plans to mark Earth Day 2021? Yeah, I mean, uh, we, we normally do a lot of things uh, to monument uh, or to, to, to talk about Earth Day. It's, it's, it's big for our facility. And obviously, it falls during the Zurich Classic, which is great. Um, this year, you know, no question, we would normally have a couple gatherings, but with COVID, we're we're tabling those gatherings. Uh, so we're really focused on a few initiatives uh, to just try to elevate and promote Earth Day, uh, mainly through our social media channels, uh, just promoting uh, our environmental stewardism to the game, our, you know, obviously the Audubon Sanctuary program that we're involved with, uh, and obviously your classic initiatives and sustainability initiatives uh, that we can promote during the tour event. Okay, great. Okay. I want to have one last question about sustainability before I get to the real topic uh, that I want to talk about, which is your golf game. Um, what advice would you give to other golf courses looking to up their sustainability game? Yeah, I would just say just trying to reduce uh, anything unnecessary as far as just like utilizing sprinklers, uh, water management. Um, we have recently also purchased a GPS spray unit, spray rig. Uh, it's an amazing piece of equipment. It's expensive, uh, but you're really able to dial in exactly to, uh, I think it's like a tenth of an inch on what you're applying as far as chemical and fertilizers on, on turf. So uh, they claim that you can save up to 15% of uh, the chemicals that you're applying, so there's no question a cost initiative there as well. But it's really just a, a great way to be really efficient with all the applications that a golf course makes throughout the year. Uh, it has been an invaluable piece of equipment for us, and uh, uh, it, it's no question has elevated our, our, our game as far as the applications with fertilizers and chemicals that we apply to the golf course. Interesting. Okay, Luke, now this is the lightning round. This is where I want to talk to you about golf. I imagine you play some, you don't just manage <laughs> a golf course. What is your handicap? Uh, I used to be actually pretty good. Uh, still can hand, handle a decent game. Currently, I'm a five and a half handicap. That's still pretty good. <laughs> uh, how did you get introduced to the game of golf? Uh, I started playing game, uh, the game of golf when I was 13. I uh, was really fortunate to have a, a several neighborhood friends of mine that played the game of golf. One was uh, actually one of the, the best amateurs in the state at the time. Uh, and that's just how I got introduced to the game. And then obviously, uh, the more you, you play, the more people you meet and you get new games to play with people. And uh, Went off to college and was very fortunate that the people that I associated with in college played the game of golf as well. So uh, golf has just always been a, a very uh, social game for me, and it's just, you know, very enjoyable. What's your favorite hole at TPC Louisiana? Uh, there, there are several of them, but uh, I guess you could say my, my my favorite hole is the 12th hole. It's a really long par four uh, that requires uh, a draw for a tee shot and then a fade for a second shot. It just makes you, you know, really have to hit a good drive. And if you hit a good drive, you have to have a great second shot just to get it on the green. So it, it's a challenging par four. Um, and I also like it 
because when I think most fans, when they go to a golf tournament, they want to see the best players in the game hit the driver. And it's just really a great hole to sit there and watch tour players hit driver and go after it. Yeah, it's, that sounds like one of those holes where I just give myself a 10 and pick up my ball and, <laughs> and walk to the green. Um, outside of your, your home course, TPC Louisiana, what is the coolest golf course that you've played? Uh, I've been fortunate to, to travel and, and play some, some really good golf courses. Uh, I started my golf career working at TPC Sawgrass and had a chance to play that one. That, that is a great golf course. Um, I played Kiwa Island, which is an amazing, another Pete Dye golf course. Uh, but the fa- my favorite golf course that I played recently uh, was Chambers Bay. It was, uh, it's like the golf, uh, it hosted a U.S. Open where actually Jordan Spieth beat Dustin Johnson in a playoff. It, it was a, a miraculous piece of property and landscape. It's just a different golf course that I, I've never played a golf course like that before. Interesting. What's on your bucket list? What golf course have you not played that you'd like to? Probably several, well, but yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm like the usual golfer, uh, you know, that aspires and dreams about playing Augusta National. No question. I think uh, everyone has played that shot in in their in their dreams, or that golf course in their dreams has. has you know, I've had a chance to walk the golf course during the tour event, um, and it's just again a spectacular piece of property. Uh, no question, you know, St. Andrews, I mean, I would love to play that golf course, and that's no question on the bucket list. But, it, you know, most historic U.S. Open venues like Pebble Beach, Wingfoot, uh, Olympic Club, I would love to play those golf courses. So no question that those, all of those are on my bucket list. My main sport is tennis, uh, where, you know, my opponents are hitting balls with various speeds and spins. And I've played golf, and I've most recently played in November, and I find that it is pretty easy sport to play but a very hard sport to play well (laughs) what's your take on that well actually you know my best sport actually before I transitioned to golf was tennis as well so I I can value the question Uh, but golf is is no question it's a great sport it requires uh, great hand-eye coordination athleticism Uh, you need to have some competitiveness to it Uh, but it's played in a very unique outdoor environment natural environment that is constantly changing uh, for good golfers to get better uh, no question regular practice and playing is required uh, sticking to the basic fundamentals of the golf swing maintaining a good short game uh, having patience being humble uh, no question uh, normally produce the best results uh, but obviously you need a little luck as well um, so those typically are the best recipes for success in, in being a good golfer. Well, Luke, I want to thank you for joining us today for the Future of Risk podcast. I, I look forward to a successful, rewarding, and sustainable golf season, and especially a great Zurich Classic of New Orleans. Thanks, Dave, for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to Future of Risk, presented by Zurich North America. If you like the show, we'd appreciate it if you left a comment or review wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Let us know what you think at media at zurichna.com and join us next week.
The information in this audio recording was compiled from sources believed to be reliable for general information purposes and is intended for Zurich clients and business partners. The information contained here may be useful to you or your enterprise when developing your own policies and procedures. The policies and procedures applicable to your enterprise should take into account the specific circumstances of your business and business environment, which is beyond the capacity of this podcast. Any and all information provided is not intended to constitute advice of any nature and is specifically not legal advice, and accordingly, you should consult with your own legal counsel. We do not guarantee the accuracy of this information presented or any results and further assume no liability in connection with this recording and the information provided therein. Moreover, Zurich reminds you that the information provided cannot be assumed to contain every acceptable safety and compliance procedure or that additional procedures might not be appropriate under the circumstances. The subject matter of this recording is not tied to any specific insurance product, nor will adopting these policies and procedures ensure coverage under any insurance policy. We encourage listeners to seek additional information from credible sources. Thank you.